Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Press Play Podcast. My name is Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael. Michael, this is our second time trying this. Uh, <laughs> how, how you doing? <laughs> hey, you know what? Just a little bit better than I was doing last time, so that's, that's all good. that matters. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, for those who are uh, watching or listening, we had a little technical difficulties, uh, and so hopefully nothing happens again, because if something happens again, we're just completely just not going to do this. But... um. Uh, but other than that, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to us and watching us on YouTube or on podcast feeds. If you guys enjoy what you watch, don't forget to uh, hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't subscribed and comment in the video to let us know what your thoughts are because we're going to be talking about Blade Runner, the 1982 yes. movie. I think that's right. I could some would wrong. say the best Blade Runner. I don't some, know. Some some would say that. Some would say that. Some would say a that. A little controversy, huh? Let me go ahead and a little bat, a little, little bat, a little, little sprinkle of the controversy in there, you know? This, hey, we, we got to sprinkle it in. Hold, hold, hold their appetite until we get to the actual. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, We're giving some waters and maybe some breadsticks, and that's it. This, this is what you're all getting from us right now. Exactly. <laughs> we are the servers in the back that literally we only t- had this job just to buy weed, and so we really do not care. <laughs> We really don't care. <laughs> we can't take our time. Okay. That's it. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I said this is press play, but actually this is a, guys ready for it? This is a press rewind podcast. <laughs> thank you, Michael, for, for, for the sound effects. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I was off the uh, soundboard. Off the soundboard. Right off the soundboard. Um, let's get right into it. So Michael, <laughs> from the last podcast to this point. <laughs> Let us know what you watched. The, the the last the last audio that we just did right now, it, it literally broke down as you were talking about what you, what you were watching. So I know. let us the, let us know what you were watching. It, it, the, the the system didn't like my uh, analysis on the book of Boba Fett. Apparently, exactly. it was, it was, yeah. uh, it was Team Rob. I think <laughs> I, I think honestly, you just closed the browser. Is what happened as soon as I started talking about it. I think you're over it. Yeah, you didn't want to hear it. I just you're stopped like, the recording. <laughs> Wrong answer. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think I just gave it away. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been going through some life changes, uh, good ones for the most part. Just started a new job. Um, I know you guys don't really care about that on this podcast, but I figured I'd just give some context as to uh, my lack of uh, movies I've been watching. So that's my poor man's excuse this time around. Um, what I was going to say is I been I think I think Book of Boba Fett just finished wrapping up just a couple of weeks ago, maybe like yeah. last week or the week before that. Um, Overall, and I will preface this, I will preface this because Robert has very disgusting, gross, controversial opinions about the book of Boba Fett. Okay. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it okay. very much. Um, I will say that there was definitely some some very goofy ass parts in the show. Uh, mostly the Voltron slash Power Rangers uh, mod hipster yes. guys on the bikes. Uh, definitely, you know could have done without there's literally a guy in a trench coat i don't know if you remember <laughs> seeing him in the show there's like literally a guy in a trench coat i was like it's hot you're on tattooing there's two <laughs> two sons and you're walking around in a trench coat like, like it's like i don't know man it's like Lollapalooza or something um just goofy stuff man um but I thought Tamora Morrison's performance was pretty rock solid as Boba Fett. I always love just seeing him on screen. He's really 
just really good at what he does. Um, just really captures the character really well. Um, I really enjoyed the backstory as well. I think a lot of people had some controversy about that. People didn't really like the backstory as much, but I actually thought it was cool that we actually got a shot of him crawling out of the Sarlacc pit and, you know, just being left out to die in the desert and then, you know, being taken in by the Tusken Raiders and so on and so forth. I think right. it just builds up the giant mythos of uh, Boba Fett as a character. Um, it also shows him kind of changing as a person as well. Cause I mean, it definitely seems like he just, you know, after his time with the Tuscan Raiders, he was kind of changing, uh, turning a new leaf, trying to be more of a down to earth kind of guy, even though he's kind of like trying to take over the Tatooine underground, um, from the huts and every, right. everybody else in between. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of the goofiness, you gotta, you gotta take hand in hand in salt because uh basically you know you have robert rodriguez right no relation <laughs> to my to the gentleman on... <laughs> yeah robert rodriguez senior excuse me exactly. um yeah i mean he have you seen his movies i mean yes he has mariachi he's done he's done really solid movies but he's also done like spy kids and spy kids one two <laughs> three and four like that's all you, i know him for you, you, yeah you know what i mean like that that's you're going to expect that. I, I expected that. I was actually more surprised of some of the stuff he did. I, I thought it was going to be goofier once I saw him that he was directing, but I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. I think there was just some of that uh, Robert Rodriguez flair in there, you know, with the Power Ranger bikes and stuff like that. It's just very much him. Um, I thought the Thundercat cameo was pretty dope. I, I was like, wait, you know who Thundercat is, right, Rob? I don't. I, I, I no guess idea. I totally. I, I guess I didn't <laughs> catch that one. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a uh, he's a rapper, musician. Um, oh, okay. He's, yeah, yeah. He's the guy with the uh, golden dreads. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, 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 Thundercat. What's what's he doing here? He just decided to stop by <laughs> Tatooine and just fix some people up. I was like, that's pretty snazzy. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. They had some really cool cameos. Danny Trejo was in there. He was the he was the the, <laughs> the Rancor. Uh, ringleader guy i guess yeah um and it was just cool man because usually he's a very like commandeering character or person or actor i should say anytime he's on screen he just really takes command of uh the scene and he's usually the most badass person in the room and honestly he was there with boba fett and you know definitely give him a run for his money um you know also you got to take into account we got a couple of uh episodes with the mandalorian in which honestly yeah. i thought those were pretty sick i thought the new ship is sick i don't know how you feel about the ship robert but i thought I throw back to one of my favorite ships, the Nebu Starfire, was uh, on point. Yes. Definitely yes. love that. Loved it. Um, probably not going to be a bathroom in there, but you know we'll figure out the semantics of that later. You know that's not a thing we're worrying about. Now. As long it, as it looks cool, it's, drives it's fast. A catheter. Yeah, exactly. It just goes directly into him. It, it's basically the Nissan Ultima of space, is what it exactly. is. Exactly. He's going to be doing eighty-five in a school zone. Probably kill some kids. That's all right. You know, at least as long as, long as it looks cool. He's going to fly right off. Flying off the windshield. Exactly. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm pretty hyped about it. It was pretty dope. Um, and honestly, just gets me more excited for um, some more Mandalorian. Um, I will throw in that I did like the Luke cameo. Um, I hmm. do think, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did a better job than they did with uh, season two of the Mandalorian. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it, the CGI looked a lot better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they didn't look as cheese. I do think that Disney needs to start moving away from relying on these characters so much um, and start bringing in some more people to kind of just start breaking away. Kind of, yes. you know, kind of, kind of get, on, get on with the healing process, you know? So yeah. We're not, we're not going to keep reselling our childhood seven different ways. So I think, exactly. they, <laughs> I think they need to like move on and start 
really developing their characters and stuff. But that's my two cents, Robert. I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and plug my ears, and you can go ahead and uh, say what you're going to say about the fucking bubble fan. Here's here's what I wrote on Facebook. Okay, when I finished the entire show, I gotta say, I started it and I really forced myself to finish the show. And I and I binged because I, I watched the first episode. And I was like, I cannot do this. And then right before the <laughs> right before the last episode aired, I was like, I got I got to finish it. And so I binged the entire season up to the finale. Then I watched the finale on the day that it was released. And so I really I really tried my best. I want to let everybody know when I first started watching The Mandalorian when it first came out. I couldn't get to, I couldn't get through it, but it wasn't until a year later when season two was about to release when I tried again, and then I loved it. And I, it kind of clicked for me what they were trying to mm. do with that show. Uh, but with this one, here's what I wrote. I said, honestly, I didn't like the book of Boba Fett. was very un- uninteresting and didn't care for any of his story. The mods bikers were such a horrible addition. And guys, just recast Luke Skywalker. Get Sebastian Stan or someone else and get rid of the horrible re-speecher voice. That wasn't even Mark Hamill's voice. That was a computer-generated AI voice. That was the voice for Luke. Like, it wasn't Wait, even a seriously? voice actor. Yeah, it wasn't even a voice that, actor. I'm going to be honest. I thought that was pretty sick. Because really? I was like, you would, you would think his voice would have, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to differ from here. I thought, wow. I thought it was pretty seamless. I thought it was pretty impressive. I think they did way better with the CGI this time around. Yes. And... um I, I thought it was like an impersonator or something, or they like de-aged Mark Hamill's voice, which I don't even know if that's a thing you can do technology-wise. But I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool how they did them. You gotta get, gotta have that Mickey Mouse money to be able to do something like that. Oh, I was definitely. Like, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, how they were able to do that. But nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So I, then <laughs> I then I finish off by saying the moment Cad Bane showed up, he brought this level of attention that the show really needed. I wanted more of him. And then Mando is 10 times more interesting than I actually care when he's on screen. Anyways, that's all I got to say. I really forced myself to watch this and wasn't easy. I'm hopeful for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and Andor show. So I just want to let this be known. I don't think the show is bad overall. I think a lot of people that are hating on certain aspects of the show just do not understand. Like a lot of it is, it is like throwbacks to some Robert Rodriguez stuff. And so people are like, what was that? <laughs> what what like what was that whole twirl in the city to do the shoot? I thought that was corny as heck. I respect the fact that it was a callback to one of his older films, but like there's callbacks, but like if it makes sense throughout the entire, like the the tone of the show, then that makes sense. That didn't make sense for me in that spot. (laughs) I have a couple of problems. The few problems I have is this. I think as, as people who watch star Wars, the movies, okay? The movies, the TV shows that have barely started popping up. Like, the cartoons, I know that they're canon to an extent, but, like, not everyone watches those. And so they're betting on creating a new universe and stuff. Everyone knows Boba Fett to be the quiet, you know, bounty hunter. And let's be honest, we never really knew much of him or saw much of him in the original trilogy. He was very, like, here or there. And so when we see him... In the show from the very beginning, acting good, I'm kind of like, like, what? can we can we at least see him be bad first so I can see the transition? Because we have not <laughs> been able to really get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, I feel like there's something missing, and they had to jump mm. really fast to get to the good Boba Fett before we can actually get the bad Boba Fett. Would you agree I or think- no? I do agree. Actually, it's a very good point, Robert. I actually, haven't thought about that because it doesn't. I think what you're looking for it's 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 not earned. 
This yes. is redemption arc. It's not earned. It's, exactly. it's definitely there. There hasn't been enough character development as Boba Fett as a character. Boba Fett. I think I said Boba Feet for a second. That's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boba Fett, you know, as a character, we haven't seen him really do anything necessarily evil yes. um like you said i i know the cartoons of clone wars kind of gives a little more pretext to like his character and his upbringing um to give you some like context i didn't even know this until i did some research but apparently cad bane was like a mentor figure to yes. boba fett yeah so uh, yeah so i was yeah. like that's interesting i didn't know that i was like that actually that's a lot more substance to that so there's there's a lot of things uh, there's a lot of assumptions that the show kind of throws at you as a fan to kind of just expect to know. Um, right. And to be fair, like the Clone Wars, I'm not, I'm not pooping on it. I honestly want to go watch the, the Clone Wars now after watching the Boba Fett. Cause I feel like there's so much context that I'm missing. Um, that in the Mandalorian as well, but it's just like, you're asking people to come in with five seasons worth of knowledge from a show that's been out since like, you know, we were kids, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's a lot. That is a massive ask. You know what I mean? Um, and in the world of filmmaking, you know, I, I think Star Wars can get away with that sometimes, but not any every time. And then if you're like a brand new filmmaker doing this, like that's that's just not that's not going to happen. That's impossible. It's like that's never heard of. That's just right. <laughs> you right. know, imagine imagine watching Dune and there was like none of that context beforehand, like the books or anything like that. Like imagine they try to sell exactly. the books in front of you. You'd be like, what did I just watch? It was like yeah. such a weird movie. And um, even then, I still think it's a big ask. That's why it's so hard to adapt to film um, Dune because it's just so much stuff there that you have to kind of feed your audience. So I'm not going to get into Dune again. We're not going <laughs> to backpedal into that. <laughs> but I agree with you. I think that there should have been at least more context. I wanted to see more Camino stuff, to be honest. I wanted to see more Dude. of past you know boba fett before we got to where we were at i like the whole tuscan raiders i feel like the, all that stuff was great I and everything i did you didn't like you did you didn't I did. like, the tuscan I did like it it was a it was a completely different look like again we the tuscan raiders we saw them from the very first movie dude and after right. so many years of seeing these random characters we get an entirely brand new look at them i enjoyed that i thought that was a really really cool idea hundred percent. I will say I'm a little bit on the opposite when it comes to Cad Bane. I kind of thought it was a little okay. <laughs> it was a little silly as soon as I saw him. I just saw this big blue guy with red eyes. So I was like, oh boy, <laughs> oh they really brought this man from the cartoon world into real life. I was like, all right, okay. But I, I agree. Um, character design aside, I thought he, I, you know, I did think he was a little goofy looking. But character design aside, I thought he was a very uh, a very um, threatening villain, I guess. Yes. It, it did bring that tension in. I do agree with you. And if you have that context from the show, you kind of see what their dynamic is. So that kind of even more tension. Totally. I personally didn't get that far into the show growing up to remember their dynamic very well. But I know that that was a thing. Um, yeah, so I, I think... There's there's a lot of ups and downs overall with the show. I did like the episode particularly with Dallas Bryce Howard. Um, that was episode four, um, where he's kind of like in the butcher shop. I don't know what yes. it's officially called. I thought she did a magnificent job. That was a great episode. I was like, honestly, I was like, I want to see a movie directed by her, through and through, like a Star Wars movie. I thought that would be like ridiculously awesome because I think she yeah. nailed the feel and kind of the vibe of. Uh, Star Wars as a whole. I agree. So, that, hands down, probably one of my favorite episodes from that season. Um, 
and hopefully, Robert, I hopefully, you know, you'll come and see the light. Hopefully, you just hope the book of Boba Fett just sits in your stomach, ferments like a nice fine wine after a while. Okay. And then you come come back and revisit it, you know, yeah, give yeah, it the yeah, appreciation yeah. that it deserves. <laughs> I would like to I, I like to end off on this and for for everything that I have to say regarding the book of Boba Fett. Um sure. A couple things. I like there's a couple things I want to just get hit real quick. Everyone that's talking about that Bryce Ellis Howard episode, like, oh, this was the best one. I, I I agree. I thought it looked amazing. The direction was awesome. Everyone that was like the one, the episode that she directed for the Mandalorian was also good. You were a bunch of lies. That episode sucked. <laughs> that episode sucked. But she got much better into whatever her vision was. But this episode that she directed in the Book of Boba Fett, really really good. Loved it. Well, hold it's on. Like, let me hit the. Let me hit the. What episode are we talking here, real quick? Oh, it's the one. Oh my goodness, dude! I think it's season. It's season one of uh the Mandalorian. It is when Mando first meets uh what's that woman? The one that got canceled. I forgot her name. He meets her for the first <laughs> <Cardoon>. time. <laughs> yes, there we go. It's when he first meets her, and they're fighting against the Adat Walkers, or the or the. Or, or the yeah, they're facing oh. against the Walkers. That yeah, episode, I know what you're talking about. Hated yeah. that episode. That's kind of like a filler episode because it's it just kind of like the definitely is. It most definitely oh. is. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Dallas. You're on your own that one. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that in regards to the whole Luke thing, I, I, I get this feeling they're treating Luke like he's Jesus. Like oh, they basically, need, yeah. They need to recast him at this point. The reason why the 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 deep fake is so much better is because they literally hired a dude from YouTube. Who did a better deepfake <laughs> of the scene in the Mandalorian than Disney did? So they hired him, and he did a phenomenal job. The, the just the fact that the deepfake looked that good is unbelievable. And big kudos to the guy that they hired and the team who, who did that. That's awesome. But I gotta say, stop with the deepfakes. I'm not even say get Sebastian Stan because I know everyone's like he looks like him. He kind of does, but just get anybody. And I, and I just have to say in regards to the whole respeacher digital thing I, i'm not a big fan of it because that's taking a job away from somebody who's actually a good voice actor who can literally do the voice of luke we're getting computers that are taking everybody's jobs i want to support voice actors out there and they could and they, they need to stop with this whole digital voice thing like just get someone in there who can actually do a good job there was moments before they even uh said that it was a respeech program uh that i was like dude luke is talking very weird there's certain there's certain <laughs> flows in his voice where it wasn't keeping the tone perfectly and i was like there's something weird about this i just can't put a, a pin on it and then i think dave filoni came, came out and said yeah it's a, they were using a respeacher thing which people were at the time were kind of like oh that's that's crazy good and it it is for what it is but it still doesn't feel like it, there's heart to it um and then my last thing that i want to say is when cad bane came out I felt like that was the tension that the entire show needed. I didn't feel like there was any tension throughout the entire thing because when he goes to the thing in the past and it's showing Boba Fett with the Tusken Raiders and then it shows the present, I don't feel any, like nothing's going to happen to him because I know he, he survives. There's no tension in the moment. And until Cad Bane came out, in the moment Cad Bane came out and this character that, again, I never watched the Clone Wars series. So I, I know there's a bunch of videos, people freaking out when they saw him pop out which is awesome i'm glad that you had that moment when he came out i was like <laughs> dude this is awesome like this turned into this western feel on tattooing which i'm already sick and tired of tattooing get off tattooing but it came it gave this western feel to the show that was like this if this was like this the entire time like this 
this fight between Cad Bane and Boba Fett from the beginning to the end or whatever between Mando or whatever, that would have been awesome. And hopefully we see that in season two because let's face it, Cad Bane, he's not dead. He's alive. So that's all I have to say. Dude, you, you calling it? Oh, he's alive, dude. His heart was oh, you're, his heart was beeping, man. This man's calling it. I don't Connor, know, man. He, he, looked, he looked pretty blueberried on the ground there. <laughs> <laughs> he sure was. He sure was. <laughs> he was pretty blueberried. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying for the most part. Um, I'm, I'll finish this as well. This is this is going to turn into a Star Wars podcast really quick, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think in general, Star Wars as a series just needs to move on from Skywalker. Anything? Yes, I know it's, it's a very crazy thought, but it's like as a universe, as a series, it's like we can't just keep rehashing the same stuff. Like there could be legacy stuff, there could be callbacks to certain things, Definitely. but we need to stop bringing back these characters already and just do, you know. A hundred, a thousand years into the future, after everything's happened, brand new set of characters. I think they're coming up with the old Republic, so they're going backwards. I think before the prequels, I think with the new movies that they're working on. I don't even think they're doing that anymore, dude. Rumor is that they're making sequels to the newest trilogy that they did. Oh, sweet Jesus! Yeah, it's like we're gonna do it again. All right, we're exactly. <laughs> we're gonna get it right this time. We had with Ray Skywalker. three times. Ray Skywalker. God, all right. God bless, dude. That's gonna <laughs> gonna be a whopper. Uh, yeah, if, if if Disney wants my advice, go a thousand years into the future. Yes. Even like a, hundred, a couple hundred years in the future, just start do something different, dude. Exactly. Just do something different. You know, people will appreciate it a lot more in the long run. Yes. Um, other than that, I just wanted to throw in. I I saw the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. Great movie, man. Honestly, I I was like, okay, like, kind of open when it when I watched it with my girlfriend and um. One night we we're just sitting on the couch and I was like, well, I heard this is pretty good. It's that's pretty much all the context I had to it. And it was like an animated movie. And just for context, my girlfriend loves animated movies. So I was like, okay, oh, nice. we're gonna, we're gonna. so I was like, this is kind of like a happy medium so we can kind of check it out. Um, what really enticed me though, was when I saw the directors, it was Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So I was like, oh, okay. So Lego movie guys. It's like, that's dope. So watched it. Honestly, it was amazing. I, I it has a very unique, um, animation style and like flair to it uh there's like a bunch of little cutaway gags it's very like <laughs> it's gonna sound cringy when i say it out loud but it's like it references like meme culture a lot but like okay. in a good way okay. in a good way not not in a cringy like i'm gonna rip my face off like that like a troll <laughs> face or something yeah yeah but like it, it, there's like little references because it's like really much about like it's really influenced by the the internet and you can definitely tell okay. um but at the core of it, it's like a very like family-esque you know movie you know it's it's about this daughter going off to college and they decide to take her on a road trip to you know take her to college and stuff and a lot of crazy shit happens i'm not going to spoil it watch the movie it's very good <laughs> um and it's nominated for an oscar at this time so i'm I'm very excited i hope it wins i didn't see anything else that way i think encanto was on there too honestly yes. Yes. i'm gonna be controversial all right get 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 your controversial face ready yeah there it is michael um uh, <laughs> it's like honestly just come on just I, I want i want uh mitchell's in the machine stone that's what i want that's what i want oh, um, that, that's got my back i'm so tired of disney always winning this stuff when it comes to animated movies like i want someone else to win like, i agree my, my my horse is on the on the mitchell's on this one so cool that's my takeaway 
Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a mic drop and pass it off to Robert here. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go through through mine real quick because I don't want to linger yeah. on them too much. Um, so a new movie called Bell by director Mamoru Hosoda. He is mm. known for Wolf Children, Summer Wars, The Boy and the Beast, Made, and his first movie, which was The Girl Who Left Through Time. He just came out with his newest movie called Bell, which is based on Belle et la Bête, the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and um and so bon appetit. <laughs> I did not quite know exactly how I was going to feel about this movie. I'm already a, 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 like, I have my directors and I'm like, whatever you put out, I will watch it. Like Miyazaki, I'll be there. Mamoru Husoda, I've watched every single one of his movies. I'm there for it. This one, when I heard there's a little bit of singing and it's like based on Beauty and the Beast, I was kind of like, like I'm, not, Ooh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I went in and it is his best film he's he's made so far, dude. Um, wow, it That's is. A big claim. It is, uh, and, uh, and it's better than Beauty and the Beast that Disney put out for sure. Um, and it it is such a modern tale of that story in a way that is so beautifully animated, so beautifully like crafted in the way that the story is told. And I I cannot say more good things about how good this movie is it made me emotional it made my wife emotional we saw it two times and i've only seen spider-man no way home one time and i love that movie we've seen this movie two times um and so <laughs> I, I really recommend people go watch bell it is in theaters right now uh i know funimation has been putting a huge amount of push on this movie and i think it's 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 paying off because of the fact that it is doing really really well and in the in the box office for an anime movie that is and so if you guys have the chance to go watch it at your theater go go watch bell it is really really good the music kind of slaps i'm not gonna lie like i've been Mm. listening to it and it's really really good um and it translates perfectly well and there's what's interesting about this is the fact that momoto husoda does a good job in crafting his scenes in a very cinematic way and so i man the man just has an eye for how to capture certain things. And so that's all I'm going to say about Bell. Go watch it. Enjoy it. And let us know in the comments if you do watch it, what you thought about it. Yeah, me and my girlfriend were, were thinking about it. It definitely has a very like, eye-catching animation. It definitely yes. gives me some Studio Ghibli vibes. Yes. Um, also, I didn't know if you knew this. Here's a little fun fact about Beauty and the Beast for you. But okay. um, <laughs> it's going to probably ruin your perspective on the movie now. Oh um, so this was written back in a time where uh, people of a very young age would marry very old men. So it was mm. like these arranged marriages. Okay. So basically, it was like a story that they would basically tell these women that were like, you know, in their young teens. And they were going to go marry like these 30 or 40 year old guys <laughs> uh, yeah. to basically be like, okay, if you just love them for, you know, if you stay with them long enough, you'll know, you'll learn to love them basically was the gist of the story. Or whatever. So it's kind of like a story to just kind of ease them into that. So it's a little fun fact. That's kind of the the, <laughs> the, the background to the whole Beauty and the Boost story but um that's that's I, sad <laughs> i will say we went to go watch it the first time at alamo draft house and i love alamo they curate like an entire intro and so they did a history on like beauty and the beast like belle et la Bette. like they did the whole thing from the beginning wow. of when we first saw it to like all the way to up to where we're at now they did not mention that which is kind of funny that you say that they didn't mention that but that was probably yeah, I probably would have put a put a bad taste in everybody's mouth uh, yeah, right. before you watch the movie. But yeah, that that's the context. But I will definitely check it out. You've convinced me, Robert. So I will definitely totally. as soon as I can. 
Dude, payday. Watch. We're going to the movies for like three days straight. So watch it, watch it, watch it. Uh, next, I want to talk about is the Uncharted movie. Um, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick on this too long because I can say a, a couple things about it. The director is Ruben Fleischer. He did the Venom movies. I know that me and Michael on previous podcasts were already <laughs> hating on the fact that this movie could probably be re- is more than likely going to be really, really bad. It was in a huge development, like production hell, trying to find directors, trying to figure out who the cast was going to be. Mark Wahlberg was originally going to be Nathan Drake, and then they got Tom Holland. And so I know that we talked about this a lot within the past couple of months leading up to it. And this is PlayStation Productions' first like project they have the last of us coming out on hbo max they're making a ghost of sushima movie by the director of john wick and so they have a lot of things like in the barrel ready to go went in with zero expectations and i have to say michael i am pleasantly surprised that it was actually not too bad i think for what they were going for which was an action national treasure-esque flick I think they I think they knocked it out of the park. It was fun. I think some of the banter between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland actually worked well. And so I dude, I it's hard for me to recommend anybody to go out and watch it, but I will say if you look at how it's doing right now, it is projected to hit 